Standing there on Main Street across from Mr. Blues My faded leather jacket, my weather broke and shoes A chill north wind was blowing but the... Okay, I wish I could do a slow fade out. Probably I know, right? Good. We're going to get better at this. Okay, this is episode 19 of the Ramble On Show. 18, um, we had Allison Denman with us. And she is going to help me um, host these. Honor and Alyssa are still going to join in. But Allison is still on. Ramble is still on. You are on uh, staff. So it helps to have someone on the team helping. But today is really special because we are talking about joy. And I have a dear friend, Sunday Williams, on this episode with us. So this is going to be one of our first or second like kind of interviews that we've had on the show um, because I do think there's a lot more wisdom out there than just me yapping my jaws. I was going to say yapping my flaps, but I don't think that's the right <laughs> That's no, not what I was trying to say. That's a so. mixed metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I want to start by reading um, a C.S. Lewis quote that so many of you love. We have printed it on multiple pieces of apparel. Um, and it says, if you want to get warm, you must stand near the fire. If you want to be wet, you must get into the water. If you want joy, power, peace, eternal life, you must get close to or even into the thing that has them. C.S. Lewis. It's so special. And I love to watch people read this in the store and pause and think about it because it's, they, they are powerful, powerful words. Um, but before we go in more to this episode, Sunday, I want you to introduce yourself. Tell me where you live, where you currently live. Um, yeah, sure. tell me more about you. So uh, I currently live in the sticks of Mississippi. I am so in the middle of nowhere, uh, <laughs> surrounded by pine trees. The closest town is about 10 miles and it's about 4,000 people. So uh it is it is tiny and it has been uh the blessing that i didn't realize i needed um it is quiet it is dark uh there are phenomenal people here and um beginning to connect into the community we moved here in september um so we moved from houston i grew up in new england kind of a wanderer at heart Yes. Okay. So this is, sounds like a community that's so much smaller than Houston. Houston is huge. Yeah. So is that, <laughs> were you seeking out something quieter or um, did you just stumble upon this house? This I, I actually fell in love with a man whose dream this was and uh, doing it with him and uh, really being intentional with what we put together. Uh, I am the one that found this house. Uh, we were not supposed to see this house. This house was not on the market. I had reached out to a random, a random realtor and she, uh, she were, we were talking about one property and she said, well, it sounds like what you're really looking for is X, Y, and Z. And I know of a house that's going on the market in two days. Would you like to look at it? And we said, yes. The minute we stood on the porch and heard the previous owner's chickens do their little chicken noises, uh -huh. um, we were in love. And so 
we we knew what we wanted we had we had really been intentional with the dream that we put together so in as much as it was his um it really has i i i had no idea needed this you know what's so special is you talked about that when i met you so i knew you through dms um uh-huh. i have quite a few people and you're one that definitely sticks out of people who like commented or like DM'd me after seeing certain stories and we built a relationship there. And then you came to Rainbow Camp and you were a weekend camper in Waco. And I know from sitting with you and talking with you, you talked, y'all hadn't moved yet and you were on the search and you were talking about him and this dream he had and this search. And I remember coming back to you often saying, (laughs) have you moved yet? Where are you living? Because I was so excited in this process. So the fact that was almost a year later, over yeah. a year later, that yep. you found this house. We found this house and it is six acres. You know, we thought we wanted something bigger, but we stood in the middle of six acres and went, oh, yeah, it's probably enough. <laughs> <laughs> we got to mow this. Yeah. <laughs> and maintain it. Uh, and maintain it. And so um, we're really building it to be we want it to be so the first thing we did uh we moved in on wednesday and on thursday we bought chickens (laughs) so uh, so, and then about 30 days later uh we we ordered 10 guineas so i now have (laughs) oh my gosh i grew up with guineas they're not near as smart as chickens though they're so (laughs) stupid they are they are Um, But yeah, so we have 15 birds now. There were three here when we moved in that decided to stay. And so Miss Chicken, Flotsam and Jetsam was uh, (laughs) chicken and two guineas. And then we added, we added guineas, we added chickens. Um, And so we've just been growing organically. His birthday is today and I bought him an orchard. (laughs) I bought him four fruit trees. So Four uh, wet fruits. uh, Grapefruit. Orange, Meyer lemon, and peach. Oh my gosh. So I love yeah. that. Yeah. Grew up on a peach orchard. You're going to love it. I'm wow. super excited. <laughs> um, okay. It's so exciting to see this journey. It's started, you know, like this chapter yeah. starting for you. Um, yeah. So I want to ask you a little bit. So the topic today is joy, and I think you embody joy. And something that we shared in an email um, thread with each other mm-hmm. was how you feel. I can't remember the exact quote. I should have looked this up, but I like shared it with you just the other day. You said you were more at peace than you ever have been or more. Yes. So share um, a little bit about like what joy, what is joy to you? So for me, joy is kind of the flip side of, of enough. So I think as women, we all question, am I enough? Um, you know, am I doing enough? Am I smart enough? Am I pretty enough? And I find joy to be the flip side of that. If I am motivated by joy, if I am looking for joy, if I am choosing joy, I will always find myself full. I will always find myself enough. And it has been a lifetime of searching for that balance, that yin and that yang. 
of um, really being able to access little kernels of joy outside of me. And when I'm focusing on that, I don't have any energy to question whether I'm enough. So it really small moments of joy, tiny, tiny moments of joy um, because they're everywhere. And because they're not in me, I don't have to be responsible for creating them, but I can access them and I can use them to build joy within my life. Oh my gosh. You just saying that, Allison, I, I'm not looking at the screen on everybody, but I'm like <laughs> smiling really big. Yeah. And not everyone can see me because this is a podcast, but um, <laughs> you saying that you don't have to create the joy because the joy like you don't have to be responsible for that. That is huge. Yeah. I think that people, women, let's get specific, try <laughs> to control how joy is coming at them. That if yeah. we stopped and just realized that joy is all around us, which I think, I mean, that is like an underlying goal that I'm trying to achieve at Ramble is to help people understand that there's way more right in front of them than what they realize. Yeah. Um, but I think it's very beautiful how you worded that. Don't you agree, Allison? Yes, yes. Yeah, manuf- I think, yeah, manufacturing joy is such a piece of, um, I think even now in, in my age group, you know, it, there is manufactured joy of images and, you know, Instagram, yeah. whatever to blame that on. But um, yeah, to, I noticing the joy around you, the kernels of joy, I think is such a especially as you talk about chickens, I'm imagining like a little <laughs> chicken finding little kernels and it's like, you missed one and you're going to find it later. And that's your little kernel of joy and a chicken yeah. enough. And if you see chickens pecking those kernels, they're so yeah. happy. They're so happy. That's it. Everyone needs to walk away with that <laughs> after today. Chicken, chicken, joy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so one thing that has stuck out to me when I first met you is you weren't the only one, but there were quite a few women in our Waco group that came alone for our overnight campers, even the day campers, but you showed up alone, not knowing Mm -hmm. anyone. Mm -hmm. And I know that you were very confident and I remember one situation after (laughs) the whole camp, there was a big group of some of the, Weekend campers that all wanted to go walk somewhere and go out to eat. And you were like, I am going to go to the Airbnb. Yep. I am not. And I was like, oh, you just showed me like what I want for people is to be confident yeah. in their decisions and who they are. And to yeah. just recently like meet you in person and you say, no, I'm yeah. going to go do this because this is what's going to serve me well. I just wanted to like high five you. I probably, I don't know if I did, but trust me, I think about it all the time. That if people could just be more confident in their yeah. decisions, they would live more fully, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and more natural into who they are. But yeah. I'm curious as, so when, how does joy relate to doing something different and scary? I don't know if you going to camp alone felt different or scary on any, cause I've never asked you. Oh, it was absolutely. It was? Absolutely, it was scary, yeah. Um, doing things alone. So, all right. Yes. Camp was scary because I didn't know anybody, but 
Um, when I do scary things, I try to envision and begin at the beginning by having some sort of visualization of the end. How do I want to feel at the end of my nephew's wedding in Montana? How do I want to feel when Olivia leaves New Orleans and goes home? How do, how do I want to feel at the end? And if I can do that, how do I want to feel when I leave camp on Sunday? Well, I want to feel refreshed. I want to feel like I was poured into and I want to feel like I connected. And I did all of those things. Um, and going to dinner wasn't going to help with any of it because <laughs> right. I, I needed some downtime in order to feel refreshed. I needed some, some no people time um, in order to feel connected. I needed to connect with people on, um, on Instagram and really plug in and watching other campers uh, raise their children in Arizona and travel back and forth to Texas to see family and follow their, their growth and their trajectory. Watching Ember grow her business for handwriting and it's beautiful and it's amazing and I love watching all of that. And those are connections that were from camp. So really having some sense at the beginning of what do I want it to look like at the end? Because part of joy for me was realizing that nobody's going to bring it to me. Nobody's going to build the experience as much as you built the experience. And it was amazing. And I really enjoyed that. It's not your responsibility for me to, you're not feeding me joy. You created a thing and it's mine to access. So mm -hmm. if I know going into an event, what I want it to, what I want to feel like at the end, that's my responsibility to build that, to take this piece here, you know, drinks on Saturday night and um, brunch on Sunday with everybody in the other Airbnb. Those were really important things, completely different, completely separate. And those, and, but you created them. You held space for them and then I could pick and choose the things that I wanted. Um, and, and so that's how I try to build joy for myself intentionally. And it's, it's, it's what I have probably for the last five or 10 years really encouraged for other women in my life. You know, people say, well, my son's wedding's coming up and I'm really nervous about it. And I'll encourage, what do you want on the other end of it? What do you want the photos to look like? when you're flipping through the photo album, you know? And then how do you build that for yourself? How do you take advantage of what's available to create that final picture? Mm -hmm. I think so that I do. How. Yeah, I think, and it's really taking me back to the C.S. Lewis quote, cause like what, how he ends is, how it, what it says that is so powerful is you have to get into the things that you like, what yeah. you desire yeah. and you desire joy you have to be doing, looking for the things around you, but doing the things every day that can get you there and yeah. doing something scary, I think is like a, yeah. like a lightning bolt jump start into that world, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Hanging above my desk when joy is a habit, love is a reflex. Mm -hmm. And for me, that really spoke, I have the t-shirt with the quote for C.S. Lewis as well, but because I am a bit of a fan. I just not gonna not gonna lie. Um, so so 
I could wear <laughs> I could wear a ramble t-shirt every day and I and I think I've told you I don't like t-shirts they're not my I know. yeah <laughs> so um and and that's really what it became for me was taking access finding the small moments you know I hope you find great joy in small moments and that really is um that's what has become so important to me yeah so how do you so let's talk about our bad days because we have the good we can see it and I feel like some people would experience or say that like some doing something scary would be non-negotiable like would not do it you know what I mean um so but when you on your hardest days how do you experience joy I find it doing hard things. Um, I find it best not to avoid them. Mm-hmm. So I spent a long time, very emotionally immature, avoiding hard things, uh, whether it was hard situations, whether it was doing things by myself. Um, and I think for me, the, the biggest thing about hard days is to understand that it's finite. Even the hardest day ends, you get to go to sleep. Um, and even if you wake up tomorrow and pick the mantle back up, it's just a little bit different. It's mm-hmm. never the same thing twice. Um, and I think for me, photographing it, making sure that I'm in the picture helps me to process in the moment and what comes to mind is my my father passed away in October of 21 and I have pictures of my feet <laughs> um, <laughs> pictures of my feet uh, at the foot of his chair I was I was in Kansas City for a month while he was in the process and standing vigil and it's probably the hardest thing I've stood vigil before but but this was harder. Um, And being able to remember that I was there. So often I think as women, we photograph other people. We photograph our children with our husbands. We photograph our pets. We, we, We photograph extraneous to ourselves. And what I started doing was putting myself in the picture on those really hard days. Mm -hmm. And usually it's my feet, uh, whether it's, um, a hard walk, you know, a job struggle, um, or the, the passing of my father. I have a lot of pictures of my feet in different places in his house to remind me that I was there doing the hard things. That's so beautiful. Yeah. You know, what made me realize what I started doing is always taking a photo after I've had a long work weekend or work week with the yeah. kids. And I have from, and events like Spring at the Salas and Celebration come to mind because they're away from my hometown. They're in Waco. Yeah. And um, even like grand opening weekends like that, I come home and usually look incredibly rough. And Mm -hmm. I have photos with the kids on the trampoline, um, by the fire pit. And I just got this time hop yesterday on my phone that was yeah. all these photos of 
years of me taking photos of the with me and the kids after long weekends like that. Yeah. Um, and they are, they serve when I see them, I'm like, woof, I remember that yeah. low. And I was not feeling joy. I was feeling completely depleted. Yeah. Um, so there is a lot of power in taking photos in the moments, even yeah. when you don't feel like it and being in, I think yeah. photos obviously tell stories. Um, but even the pr non pretty ones are some of the most important. They really are. And uh, I think that certainly holding a cell phone and being able to, you know, the, the be able to take selfie kind of thing really has improved that ability. Um, my great aunt was dying and I was standing vigil and no, there's more things that I do in my life, but this, but we're talking <laughs> about the hard thing. Um, and I had a panic, a moment of panic because I had taken very subtle pictures of my mom with aunt Ruth and her sisters kind of in the nursing home and and um my mom was putting eye drops in aunt sherry's eye she wasn't feeling well and then at one point somebody was combing my mom's hair um somebody was sitting in a chair that had aunt ruth's hand crocheted blanket like none of it was aunt ruth dying but it was telling this story of these women that came together with great aunt ruth their aunt um four women who sat there stood vigil and I had a moment of panic because I wasn't in a single photo and so it becomes easier with selfies it becomes easier with forward-facing cameras and and things of that nature uh, and some of them are really bad but right. <laughs> you know um and being a being a woman who doesn't have any children of her own it really helped to foster value. Um, so often we look at telling a story by how our children grow up. And if you don't have children of your own, then is your story worth telling? Is your story, where's the value and how do you flow from one moment to the next? And how do you capture that story? Um, and so after Aunt Ruth passed away, I really went out of my way to figure out how to take a photo of myself, mm -hmm. even on my bad day. Um, how do I take a photo that that I appreciate or that tells a story? And and some days it's my feet. Mm -hmm. You know, I have I have pictures of my feet on the streets of Boston when I traveled for work the first time. I have pictures of my feet, you know, uh, in South Dakota when I went for Nathan's wedding and took some time to myself and just traveled between Wyoming and Colorado and, and that kind of thing. So um, my story holds value, even though I never gave birth, even though I didn't raise a child of my own, um, I, I'm still a valuable story worth telling. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm not going to ask how old you are, because I, I don't know, but I'm going <laughs> to when so and give us a time reference on when you had this like when you started discovering this for yourself? It was 2014 and I was 44 years old. Okay. Wow. And it really took until my 40s to really tap into what value I held. Where, where do I sit in the world? And all of those thresholds of success and measurements that people utilize for a life well lived, well, 
I didn't have financial success. I didn't have career success. I wasn't doing work that fulfilled me. Um, I wasn't married. In fact, I wasn't dating. Um, and really, how was I going to measure my own life? How was I going to measure my own success? How was I going to develop a ruler that really ran from, you know, September 26, 1970 to the day I transitioned to the next? Mm -hmm. Because there's a lot that happened in that time, some of it very, very hard and traumatic. And I didn't want to focus on that. I wanted my life to hold joy. I wanted to be intentional with how I grew. I wanted to really be able to look to other women who were doing the things that I wanted to do and surround myself with people that had joy and with people that had power and with people that had success and really started living in a way that kind of kept in mind that you become the five people you spend the most time with. Mm -hmm. And I started, you know, I have fostered relationships with other people's children. I have really strong relationship with children who have phenomenal parents, phenomenal mothers, um, and, and great attentive dads. Um, some of them don't, and I have strong bonds with them as well. But, um, you know, and what I told them is uh, three things. You become the people, the five people you spend the most time with. When you travel, don't buy a souvenir. Buy something that when you wrap up in that blanket, you're going to remember the trip to Scotland. Or you, when you put on that scarf, you're going to remember the time you spent in India. Buy something real. Mm -hmm. And look for the small moments of joy. Yeah. I think that, you know, you may not have children, but I think what you're saying can apply to so many people. There are yeah. so many women living through their kids. And yeah. I'm very blessed that my parents didn't live through us. Yeah. We weren't there like friends. We were friends now, but when we were yeah. kids and we were growing up, my they didn't their identity was not within our identity. Right. And there was no crossing of it. And I have seen friends and friends' parents where they only do what they do because of their children. Yeah. And they don't understand the va their value in this world. Um, and so you talking about how you had to come to that realization is huge that you did. Yeah. You know, but I think some people don't, I want to encourage all women, you know, you have to understand where you as an individual, what your footprint is into yeah. this world, what your value is, how you receive and give joy. Um, because no one's going to do it for you. It's not just no. going to happen, you no. know? Yeah. No. Earlier, you said something when you were talking about um, going to Ramble Camp and uh, envisioning what you wanted to feel at the end. And you talked about how I'm going to build the joy. And I think that was such an incredible like image because I think so many times um, there's an expectation that you experience joy so that it kind of takes the responsibility yeah. off of yourself of like, oh, well, this environment, like they need to create joy for me and then right. I'll experience it, it within it. But when you build joy, like it requires you to, 
to find those pieces and how am I yeah. going to create it even if things go wrong? Right. Because I think that's what's so hard is a lot of times we, if a situation doesn't go as we expect and we decide how we're going to feel at the end, then, well, this didn't happen. So I don't feel this way. No, that's not, right. that's not what we're saying. We're saying, how am I going to feel this way? Um, how am I going to create this out of whatever happens? And I think that that's so important um, to realize that joy is is really a choice in the midst of hard. And um, I love how you explained that. That was great. Building joy. And how you kept thinking about that, the end. Yeah. I think we all live very in the moment. Um, but it takes that tap into what you want from a situation, especially an experience like camp where you yeah. came alone, you didn't know what to expect. I mean, that was my first time for all of us. <laughs> yeah. I was like, in all reality, it was our, all of our first. And I knew as, as someone who loves to host people, I knew how I wanted people to feel yeah. there, but was very aware that I could not create it all. Um, and I, okay. I really prayed that the right people came around to be around each other. Yeah. And I think for sure there was a yes, but I think there were definitely people who expected the experience to give them everything without being self-aware enough to know that they had to tap into it also. And so, I think, yeah, I think some people you know, expect to be poured into, whereas other people, expect there to be, you know, a, a pitcher to be poured from, and I'm, I'm going to have to grab a glass. I, and that's, oh, that's the reality of it. I have to yeah. actively participate in being poured into. Right. I'm not a child. So, so I actually get to choose. I actually get to decide, you know, how full am I, do I want my cup? And, you know, am I, am I going for, you know, a fancy wine glass or am I going for a 20 ounce water cup? You know, I mean, it just, those are the things you get to participate with. Yeah. That's I'm going to have to like seriously process after this. <laughs> There's so much that you said that I'm like, oh. yeah. Sunday, so I, I think we need to be friends. I'm going to follow you on Instagram so I can be poured into from you. I will grab my own glass. <laughs> I, will, I will accept it. Well, I've already asked Sunday to be a speaker at one of our um, new, oh, I'm not going to call it camp. I'm not going to say what it, the name is yet, but we are, we are going to do in-person one day or half day experiences and they will each have a theme and Sunday, you are for sure speaking. Definitely. You already said Absolutely. yes. <laughs> yes, I did already say yes. <laughs> because there on her chicken farm with the guineas i'm I know, right? like i need to experience the kernels of joy happening in the states of mississippi well if you follow me on instagram you'll uh you'll you will see the see a bit here and there yeah we had, a, we had our first five egg day there was a lot of joy this morning wow it doesn't get old either no find an egg it's so fun it was amazing <laughs> okay um, I feel like this has been so good. I don't have a lot else to be really honest. I'm like, oh. oh my gosh, you just said everything that I didn't even expect you to say anything specifically, but I know for ramble, um, joy is a special word for us. Yeah. It's the only word that I can come up with that embodies or explains a feeling, but it's like a feeling in a situation, a moment, um, that be, can be like given 
and yeah. taken, received. Mm-hmm. Um, and we want, I know like a, my big goal and my wife or why we do ramble is I want our customers, our listeners, our followers, anyone who interacts with our brand to in some way after you receive like our content on any level to feel right. joy on some level or encouraged to like receive it and then give it to someone else. Cause there's a sea of people out there deficient, <laughs> deficient, joy deficient. Joy deficient. And okay. I think it's, yeah, I, a muscle that people need to be more aware of how easy yeah. it is to have, you know? Yeah. Okay. Um, we're going to do a speed round <laughs> of sorts. Um, Without honor, how are we going to do a speed round? I know. Round I'm like, what would honor ask, Cindy? <laughs> honor, Willis, I need you. Um, okay, let's just do simple. Your favorite ice cream? Vanilla. Good vanilla. vanilla. Like, hot okay. vanilla. Okay. Vanilla. I grew up I in accept, Ice cream I is a real thing. I accept your answer. Um, favorite place you've ever traveled? Oh, gosh. Uh, uh, Scotland why it was so green and the sheep and it was a time in my life so i was an exchange student in high school and i went for a month and we took the train to uh to scotland and back and it was color i had never experienced and um just uh, that trip changed me in so many different ways like the the streak of independence the the uh, diversity of thought. I grew up in an area of the country that has no diversity. Uh, one of the top 15 towns in the United States for very, very white. Uh, and mm-hmm. it was, and it was, so it was such an amazing diversity of thought, diversity of experience, diversity of color, diversity of, of everything that you could think could possibly be different. I love it. What is a tool that you have used to help you on this path of valuing yourself for who you are? Uh, my iPhone camera. Okay. Honestly. Yeah. My iPhone camera. It, it you know, I, I had a DSLR. Uh, and I use that a great deal, but my DSLR became a coping mechanism to uh, distance myself from what was happening around me. And um, my iPhone keeps me in the moment and present for the things that I'm photographing. And it's much easier to get myself in the photo. Yes. I love it. Thank you for being with us. Yes. You're so welcome. Thank you Thank for the you. opportunity. Um. I would say do, people can go follow you if they want. Usually we try I to can. find them. Um, what is your, I, pick any social, handle. Sunday 98. All of my social is Sunday 98. Okay. We will put it in the show notes as well. So um, okay. go to the show notes, uh, listeners. And it's S-U-N-D-E-E. So yes. it's a little bit different. Yes. I'm not named after the day of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. Oh my gosh. I need to get quicker.